Well, if it's Las Vegas, you know it's going to be a week, and it is Las Vegas, so what a week. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm here with co-host Vogue Robinson and food writer Lorraine Blanco-Moss, and we're talking about why Las Vegas is the number one destination for people leaving Southern California. Ah, of course. The deep ties between Las Vegas and Lahaina, and wait for it, pizza robots. Yeah, you heard that one right. It's Friday, August 18th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. And I'm always excited about August 18th because, you know, it's my birthday. It's your birthday! Feliz cumpleaños! Vogue Robinson and Lorraine Blanco Moss, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here again. Always enjoyed talking with you folks. Yeah, always a happy time. And apparently all the things happening in around the city are getting the attention of Southern Californians (laughs) and others again. Vogue, (laughs) tell me why everyone's so excited about maybe moving to Las Vegas. Oh, well, you know, we're the best. It's so interesting because we just got done talking about uh, a few weeks ago the fact that somebody actually went through the trouble of making a license plate that was like, go back to California. And it all yes. felt so like over the top. Why would you do that? Oh, you're putting extras on it. Come to find out. No, there's data. <laughs> <laughs> there is. And he won his appeal. So he's our last stand, that guy and his car. As it turns out, according to like Redfin data, you know, Las Vegas is high up on the list for where people are looking and deciding they want to relocate. And the majority of the people who are doing those searches on Redfin are coming out of California. Um, and a big part of that is because the the typical, the average cost of a home out here and average is, you know, that's weird math. But the average cost of a home out here is about 412000 which is less than half the price of a home in L.A. So the difference is drastic. I mean, if I, I think if, you know, if I was searching for a home and was open to moving, if I knew my money could, you know, double its worth damn near, I'd yeah. be down. <laughs> I'd be down for the move. So how many people are we talking about, Vogue? Really, it's looking like 115 people are moving to Clark County every day. So if you can just imagine, like... U-Haul's getting all this money, (laughs) y'all. People are moving. And that's not necessarily from Southern California exclusively. I mean, those are people coming from all over per use. I mean, Vegas is the magnet, right? Yeah. And last thing I'll say on that is like, really, Clark County is expected to gain 42,000 residents this year. So it's doing nothing but going up, going up, going up. Yeah. Lorraine, what do you think? Is this good news for Las Vegas? What might be the pros and cons for the people who are already here? Hey, I'm so conflicted on this because I'm one of those. I mean, from many years ago, 20 years ago. But I'm one of those Californians that wanted a more affordable home, a more affordable lifestyle. And I came here to do TV news at Fox 5 in Las Vegas because I knew that it was more affordable. Mm. Uh, So, you know, I'm conflicted. I was one of them. But I feel like, you know, two decades, that kind of gives you maybe Las Vegas status. Solid cred. Um, I feel like a Las Vegan at this point. And so um, I always want what's best for the city. Mm. Uh, obviously, <laughs> we've had growing pains for decades. So this is something that's not new to us in any kind of way, uh, especially from Southern California. The positive for me always goes back to food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the food only gets better. 
Because let's be honest, you know, decades ago, we didn't have all these choices of food. Hmm. I mean, you can look at a place that I talk about a lot, Chinatown, Spring Mountain area. Uh, it came, it became the way that it is now. It became this foodie, word I hate, but I'll use it, uh, area because of all the people that have moved here from California. Uh, a lot of Asian Americans. That's how we got all these amazing, specific food culture uh, references that we didn't have before. We had Chinese and Japanese, and now we have Malaysian. We have a ton of Korean joints. Uh, we have all these opportunities for more food. So that's my positive. But the negative is all the same. Traffic, prices sure. go up. Yeah. Uh, people get priced out of downtown neighborhoods that mm. would never have been priced out before. These are major issues. Yeah, I, I agree that you know, food has gotten so much more interesting here over the last decade. I wonder if all these sort of stalkers from other states are <laughs> going that deep dive. I mean, if they're listening to this podcast, they certainly are. But, um, you know, I wonder if it's just the perceived economics and really how many of them are thinking about making Las Vegas their forever home. You know what I mean? It's like, it's really easy to say, oh, I could get a whole lot more house in Las Vegas for the same amount of money from where I'm at, or living must be so cheap and easy in Las Vegas. Uh, good morning, reality. That may have been 10 years ago, but mm. not necessarily the case. I, I don't know, Vogue. Do you think people are doing their research before they just dump into our city and relocate? Do you think that they're built to last? Did you say dump into our city? <laughs> yeah, you really did. You know, load up their load up their crap and then just you know un, uh, undo that U-Haul, like you said, and just so what, what dump, in, dump into doing, some dude, little apartment. Is describing yeah. how I got here. Like I did not do any research. I did not like yeah. check house prices. I was in my twenties, so I was just like, my sister was here, and I was like, I'm moving to Vegas so I can hang out with my nieces and be around my sister. I did look up like teacher jobs. And of course, it didn't take long to realize there's a shortage. As I drove into town, there was definitely a lovely billboard that was like, be a superhero, become a teacher. And that was 2013. Yeah, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I did. I dumped into the city, but I and I didn't have specific or strategic plans. It was like, get a job, um, you know, transfer with Bath and Body Works <laughs> and then figure out the rest of my teaching life, whatever that was going to look like. So yeah. I don't know. I think the the motivation is economic. And it's so funny because I feel like when I started at CityCast, I was like, yes, everybody should come here and retire. Everybody should move here. It's such a wonderful city. People talk mess and we have culture like I'll fight you. Vegas is amazing. And now I'm kind of like I'm getting to the David area of like, you know, you could go somewhere else. You don't need mm -hmm. to come here. <laughs> like, don't come right. over here and use up our water. So I, I don't know what to do with myself anymore either, Lorraine. I'm like, uh, mm, if you teach, then come. <laughs> you can come right. here. Well, yeah, no, teachers, please come. If you're a teacher listening or a good, a specialist. If you're a doctor, oh, Jesus Christ, please, please come. Oh, OBGYN, If you're an please. excellent OBGYN, come through. I, I kind of think that Las Vegas is like the impulse item in the checkout line of relocation. People don't give it that deeper thought. Uh, and that's how so many of us wind up here. You know, it's like, I don't need that chocolate gum, but maybe. And you just put it in the basket and just head right out over the desert. It's the best um, impulse item I've ever put in my cart. Oh, Aww. see, perfect. Mm, it turned out to be tasty gum. Mm. <laughs> Lorraine, at what point does it make sense to limit growth? You know, close that barn door behind us. Does it 
make Las Vegas less affordable for low-income families if people just keep keep piling into our already stretched infrastructure? I mean, you look at a place like Summerlin, where I live, and it was definitely affordable not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And now my whole street is full of Californians on both sides of me. Californians, one from the Bay Area and another family from Los Angeles. So, I, again, I'm so conflicted about this. I hate to be one of those people that says, uh, you're not good enough to live here or, you know, Brexit, keep them out. You know, I, hmm. I don't, I hate being that person. I don't want to be that person. And as, you know, Vogue said, I do have those times though where I'm like, couldn't you just go somewhere else? And then I stop myself and think, am I a bad person for saying that? Am I not being inclusive of the people who want to enjoy the same things that we enjoy here? Mm-hmm. And so I I mean, how would we even do that? You know, how how do we do that and not seem discriminating? I think the answer to that is, you know, I mean, because the reason why people are coming here is because it's unaffordable in California. And so I think what really needs to happen is that people just start need, need to start looking at Vegas as the model for how, <laughs> how to maintain a certain amount of affordability. So maybe uh, that's not on us. That's on everybody else needs to get their crap together in the same way that like the way that we manage water uh, is much better than than the rest of the states that share uh, the Colorado. Like, I don't know. Everybody should just maybe get on our level about making a place affordable, because if everyone is flocking here and leaving right. those places, what happens to those areas? Like, I feel like they're going to be forced to bring their prices down. And I hope that that's the case. I mean, you know, I'm not. Not an economics major. And that's very thoughtful, Vogue. You're a very thoughtful person awesome. about that. I mean, what will it, what impact does it have on those other communities? Well, I will say this. Uh, you know, the it would probably be news if people weren't looking at Las Vegas a lot more than the news that people are looking at Las Vegas. And that has always been sort of the idea of the founders of our city or the people in charge is that as long as people keep coming, as long as we keep growing, we're going to be okay. But I wonder if it does have a certain limit. Um, well, welcome new people. Um, please be good. Please be good. <laughs> Stop cutting us off in traffic, please. Yes. <laughs> okay, so in the wake of the devastating fires in Lahaina, Hawaii, Las Vegans are rallying. Lorraine, tell us about the deep ties between Las Vegas and Lahaina. So as a Pacific Islander originally, um, I have a lot to talk about this, but I'll try to keep it brief. We have so many Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders living here uh, in the valley, upwards of 40,000 people. It's known as the Ninth Island for many reasons because of that huge population of Pacific Islanders and Native Hawaiians. The growth rate is astronomical. Uh, According to the U.S. Census, between 2011 and 2021, the population of Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders grew by about 40%. So um, we not only have a lot of Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders here, but it continues to grow at a rapid rate. The Ninth Island moniker kind of started decades ago when Sam Boyd came over here and moved here to Las Vegas to build the Boyd Gaming Empire. He had before lived in Hawaii, and he knew that there were a lot of people who liked to gamble in Hawaii. And it was sort of more of an underground thing in Hawaii. (laughs) They're not Las Vegas. And he thought, well, 
geez, if I'm going to build this casino empire, this is a market that we can really push. So he had flights and marketing teams go to Hawaii and really push Las Vegas. And from that, there were so many Hawaiians that not only visited here, but when they came, they decided to stay. And I'm sure you guys know this, but you know, the Cal Hotel in downtown Las Vegas is full of Hawaiian food. It looks like you're stepping into Hawaii when you go there. 90% of their staff and visitors are native Hawaiian or from the Pacific Islands. So we have this very long legacy with Lahaina, with Hawaii, with Pacific Islanders. And so as we do here in the Valley, we stepped up in the last week. I mean, the amount of donations that multiple Hawaiian businesses got here was actually so crazy that at one point, most of those places had to put out on their social media that they were not accepting donations anymore. Yeah, that's very reminiscent of October 1 when they had to put out statements like, no more blood, you're you're doing great, Las Vegas, but we're, we're filled up. And isn't that crazy when people from other parts, you know, say, well, you're just a gambling town, you're just a whatever they want to say about Las Vegas. We really do step up in times of need, even though we are nomads and there are people from so many different parts of the country and the world that come to live here. When it's time, people step up. Uh, There was one, one location on South Las Vegas Boulevard, two scoops of Aloha. They got they were able to fill 15 40 foot containers with supplies, baby donations, canned foods, pet foods, supplies. They're still waiting, some of those containers on like the tarmac, waiting to go out to the islands. So that's the positive in all this. Another thing, Void Gaming, because of their ties to the islands, they donated $100,000. The Raiders also donated 100K this week. And the players this weekend at the game, they'll be wearing these really cool Ninth Island warm-up t-shirts on Saturday. They'll also be selling those with all the profits going straight to Maui. Also at downtown Container Park, there's going to be a huge celebration and a Maui strong fundraiser. Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm so, so excited, excited about for it because <laughs> yes. it's going to be both musicians, like it's yes. gonna be Hawaiian musicians, Hawaiian food, and be a fundraiser. And so I love that combination um, of both things is, is going to be present. And so it'll be a celebration of the culture, but also a thing that'll benefit them. And like, you know, David hates the yeah. container park, but there's a nice well, thing. I don't hate any part of Las Vegas. I want them all to do well. Just some don't seem to make as much sense or get a little bit more attention than they probably deserve. That said, I will say this about Las Vegas. I, I mean, all longtimers will know that whenever there is a national tragedy, the people here, and maybe just because we are, generally speaking, many fold from somewhere else, step it up. I mean, or if there's an earthquake, if there's a flood, if there are hurricanes, if there are unfortunately fires, wildfires, either you know in nearby states or far away places like Hawaii, this this is kind of the thing that happens all the time. But I'm imagining a lot of folks in Las Vegas are experiencing a unique sort of grief from afar whenever these events happen. So how do we convey it without sounding forced or fake? How how can we tell our Hawaiian friends and neighbors that we're doing this out of out of kindness and care and not because we're either virtue signaling or just hopping on a bandwagon? I think the best way to do this and also just in general with grief is how can I help you? 
what would help you as opposed to saying sorry, sending your thoughts and prayers, you know, maybe even sometimes like having said all that we said about the donations, maybe at this point it might be more hurt than good because there are a lot of people in Maui talking about the fact that they could use money more than the donations because it's really hard over there now trying to sort through everything and deal with that while they're de- dealing in a disaster zone pretty much. So it goes back to how can I help you? What would be the best way for me to help you? Is it to listen? Is it to give money? Is it to whatever, you know, like what can I do to help you? What would make it better, not worse for you? And Vogue, do you think it's okay to be focused on helping people who aren't here when obviously there's people in need in Las Vegas in a lot of different areas and for a lot of different reasons? Does it distract from that? I mean, no, I don't think one person can do it all, but I think it depends on the moment and and who is in, you know, immediate need and closest proximity. It's it's trying to find the balance between thinking globally and acting locally. And I mm. and I consider things that are happening in Hawaii when I think about the family, the friends I have out here that are from Hawaii, then that's local for me. That's Absolutely. my friend who's from Guam and, you know, thinking about her the other family she has that are in the islands nearby and it's going and giving her a hug. And and I think the the ice cream, the company you were talking about, the people who own that ice cream spot, like she said, we've given out a lot of hugs. Now we've given out a lot of ice yeah. cream. Not right. that we've been donating a bunch of things. It's just having empathy and saying, I care. So like, it is overwhelming right. to see how devastating this fire was, that their banks are burned down, that a, a historic church that people called home is burned down. It's a place where there's so many cemeteries. And this whole place has been just devastated is the only word right now <laughs> that I have in my heart. But being aware of it and caring, I think, is like the the first and biggest step. And yeah, I think it's okay to care. <laughs> I think it's okay to try and help. And even if it's five bucks, if, you know, if 5,500 people send $5, it makes a difference. And I always try to look for what's the mutual aid. Like, can I find a local to send the money to directly as opposed to maybe a Ooh, larger entity yeah, like really Red Cross? You know, one thing Lorraine was talking about was the influence of Boyd gambling on some people's designation of Las Vegas as the Ninth mm-hmm. Island. And as we've discussed on this podcast, folk, it's not an uncomplicated relationship. I mean, there were some Hawaiian legislators who were trying to ban Vegas from doing all that advertising over there because they thought it was kind of exploitive and that Vegas made too much money on the backs of, of Hawaiians. That was a really interesting sort of tone that was taken by at least some Hawaiian legislators. And of course, Sam Boyd, who's been in the Las Vegas Valley as a titan of gaming since, God, World War II, and did a lot of things before he decided to kind of tap into that Hawaiian market to the gain of Boyd Gaming and Las Vegas. I mean, $100,000, it's great. <laughs> I'm wondering if a lot of those legislators who were mad at Boyd Gaming for all the you know, years of, of pulling money out of Hawaiians thinks that that might be a drop in the bucket. That said, it, it is nice that we're, we're, we're certainly cognizant that when tragedy strikes, we have the ability to help others. And, you know, that's another great thing about living in Las Vegas. All right. Maybe a little less impactful, uh, but nonetheless interesting, uh, is the invasion of pizza robots. 
That's a rough transition, y'all, but we're going to talk about pizza robots now. I'm I'm resolute on that. We're going to talk about... Yes, David says robots like that. That's how David says it. Uh, <laughs> I robots. hear robots, like the butts of robots. When you do that, you don't hit the O in the way that yeah, I Yeah, well, I'm going to do it this way. With the crazy pizza, robots. Whatever makes you happy, David. <laughs> yeah, it all makes me happy when we're talking about both pizza and robots. All right, so here's the deal with this one. These little robots are going to be roaming all over the area near UNLV's campus. There was this interesting innovation to get uh, what are being called personal delivery devices or PDDs to deliver food to the kids on campus. And there was even legislation back in the in the 2023 session, SB 422 to be precise, that allows come January 1st, 2024, for these devices to be able to operate on sidewalks and crosswalks all over Maryland Parkway. What could possibly go wrong? There's no problems with traffic on Maryland Parkway. Wow. Guys, do you want delivery robots in your neighborhood? You know, it's funny. I was in Cali, I think we were at like Santa Monica at the pier. And so we were walking to some shoe store that my spouse wanted to go into. But then there was a robot walking down the, like rolling down the sidewalk with us. And I was like, what are you doing, little robot? And I was like, is that a delivery? I've never seen one of those in person. So it's a weird little device. Uh, I think it's probably brilliant for a college campus, like just the campus, just the res halls. And I think, you know, during finals week, that would have been great. Like, College with delivery pizza on a little robot thing is cool, but I also think, what about the jobs that that is uh, replacing? Like, that's a very distinctive job replacement that's a bit frightening, so. Thank you for being my anti-capitalist uh, colleague here, or shall I say comrade? Comrade. Um, but yeah, the loss of jobs is definitely part of this conversation. Yes, Lorraine, what say you? <sighs> okay, I love pizza. I love robots. <laughs> yes, I love you. So, I mean, I'm not against that part of it in any kind of way. I have the same fear as you, though, Vogue, that we're going to live in this world that has just robots. And then what the hell do the rest of us do? Like, they can write copy now. They can build computers. They can advertise. They can do marketing. Pretty soon, they're going to be like going to the bathroom for us. Like it's just way <laughs> too creepy. It's way too creepy. The other thing is, uh, I, the way the reason why I approve these pizza robots, besides uh-huh. the pizza aspect of it, is that they look like robots. So my fear is the robots that look like us, Android, the Westworld kind of robots. <laughs> Those really freak me out. Like the idea <laughs> of just you could be talking to a person person and they're really a robot that freaks me out i want oh. them to look like Rosie. i want them to look like the the robot that's delivering pizza yes. <laughs> so i know who you are like <laughs> Rosie, Rosie from the jetsons is that what we're talking about yes, yes we're, we're yeah. in the jetsons now we're in the mm, time of okay. the jetsons yeah so here I'll, I'll introduce some of the legislative things that they they mandated for these little machines so some of the laws are they can't weigh more than 150 pounds when empty so you can still kick it and it'll be okay. Like you can fight the robot and they can only travel 10 miles per hour or less. So at this point, you can definitely still <laughs> Slow fight moving. the robot. Uh, yeah. But I love that it's the company that's making it. It's called Starship Technologies, David. Don't you of love that? Of course it is. See, sci-fi. Are there not going to be college kids that are going to be pranking these robots and drawing like things on them and hijacking them for, I don't know, weird ritual parties? You are like, yeah, down down the dark path. 
I don't even know. I mean, look, I, I want our city to work out this food vendor thing before we start employing, you know, robot food vendors. That's all I'm saying. Let's imagine Las Vegas 50 years from now. What kind of robots do you think we'll be interacting with on a daily basis? I feel like the banks will probably no longer have like tellers because we're we're halfway Oof. there now. So it'll just be the big old ATM machines. What else are we going to lose? I mean, at this point, I... 50% of the time I'm I'm bagging my own groceries. So if they invent a machine that bags yeah. my groceries, I wouldn't be mad at it. I honestly, as a hospitality professional, I fear robot cooks. Oh, So, I mean, yeah. they've been invented already. They have shown them at CES. And I'm just, ooh, I'm so scared of a robot cook. Like, what are their sanitation practices? And there are ah. so many decisions <laughs> that are made on the line that people think like it's a line. So they're just making burgers or just flipping eggs, you know, but there are so many human decisions made on the line so that things can get done the way that they get done that I just kind of hate the idea of robots in service. I mean, the future is now, y'all. Mint Indian Bistro <laughs> already has a robot server that brings you your check and apparently like is serving your food at the buffet. Yeah, I, I encountered that in California with an Indian restaurant as well. And the little robot came over, delivered our food because we put an order at the counter and it brought it to us and knew where we were. And it had like one of those 8-bit smile faces when it came over to the oh table. Oh my and God, that was totally to, make like, it less, like, to make it disarming. Yeah, yeah. I very, hate this. Very I hate this. Odd. I'm an OG service person. I want a server that's human. I mean, like, if you're a jerk to your servers, though, I mean, like, this is what you get. <laughs> like, now you get a robot. You have no now you're a jerk to. and they pull out the lasers. <laughs> um, I, I want to riff on, on Lorraine's comment about Westworld. I mean, we already have a lot of these video screen dealers in the casinos. Oh, yeah. I imagine an actual Westworld-like Android dealing you blackjack and just, like, malfunctioning, like, draw, draw. Draw, draw, and when you don't, it shoots you. What if Vegas is like weird? Like once we're out of water, yeah, this is gonna happen. <laughs> once we're out of water, it'll be like a theme amusement park, like Westworld. But like everything that serves you will be a machine because nobody lives here anymore. But you'll just pack up your car and put a bunch of water and food into your car. Then you're like, we're going to Vegas instead of going camping. You're going to Vegas for this weird robot experience. You know, for those robot listeners that we know we have out there, we welcome you in peace. No, you <laughs> just, don't. <laughs> so, see how we do. But just, just, you know, don't don't get out of line, robots, because we will pull your plug before you get sentient. Um, you just threaten the robots. Don't threaten the robots. Don't listen to don't listen to. David. I mean, it's He's Las Vegas. Las you. Vegas is about Las Vegas is about squeezing the the last nickel out of anything and i i feel bad for labor i mean i really do but i'm also hmm. very hopeful that if anywhere can make robots and ai and all that work for the community work for tourism that las vegas is going to be there i'm eternally optimistic will you guys at least share in a little of my optimism no no i'm freaked thank out thank you now. guys thanks for backing me up you're on welcome that. all right well it has been fun Lorraine yes. Blanco Moss and Vogue Robinson. <laughs> Alone, I stand optimistic, but looking forward optimistically to talking with you both again. Thanks for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas Friday News Roundup. Thanks, David. Thank you. 
And that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Our lead producer is Sonia Cho Swanson. Our producer is Layla Muhammad. Our newsletter editor is Scott Dickensheets. And our hosts are Vogue Robinson and me, David Figler. Music is by OG Moose and All the Kimonos. We record this show on the traditional homelands of the Nuwuvi, the Southern Paiute peoples. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review. Those reviews are so much fun to read. And subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Take care. Okay, we take it one step further, Westworld, right? What happens in Pahrump? Like, are there oh, you're talking be... about sex robots? You're just going <laughs> with sex robots be, Are right there going to be sex worker robots? No. I yeah, mean, I knew that's what you were The first thing done so is the sex crazy. worker robots. There's also, I think there's already. Uh, I don't want to know that. Folks, like, look, you got to uh, go down that Google hole, but. Oh, so to speak. What? So oh, no. But they exist already. Sex is always first. Ugh. Sex is always first with technology. Ugh.